El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of fucking internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions, but now I don't really do anything at all. Joining me today, he is sometimes my co-host on this podcast. He's also the host of a wonderful podcast called Sideshow Sideshow. And he's a fantastic comic. Go see him tell jokes sometime. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. Also joining me, we used to work together at a website called Cracked.com. And now he's the host of the Cracked.com podcast. And he's also a fantastic comic. Go see him tell jokes sometime too. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Schmidt going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hi, Unpopular. That's my co-host, Jeff May. Hey, I'm unpopular. You have to talk that way the whole episode. Oh, no, I don't want that. Everyone else does. Nobody does. Everyone wants that. Also joining us, Alex that. Schmidt is oh, here. I Yay. love Alex Schmidt. This is so great. I love Alex Schmidt. Yay. I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> I'm legitimately thrilled. This I'm at your place as much as you are at your place. <laughs> and I always miss you. I always yeah. I always wear ships I, passing in the night. Give you guys space and stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You don't want to sit and talk about Batman with me and Tom Ryman? <laughs> I have never been to your place. And I think it's not that far from here, right? It is. It's in Pasadena. Oh, yeah. Pasadena is not that far. Seems like it's not far. And the address yeah, is that's six. Six. Until, no. <laughs> until you uh, make that trip at 5 p.m. Oh, yeah. That and would then be you're like, nightmare. well, I want to die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not for driving to. So how's everyone been? Alex, how have you been? It's been I'm a while right. since you've been on the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about an emoji. I pitched an emoji to Unicode, who's in charge of that, and yeah. they made it an emoji. What? Yeah. I heard, uh, I saw your post about that. That's crazy. Yeah. This is insane. Any, any regular person can go to Unicode, which is like the governing body of all our emoji keyboards, and ask them to add something. And uh, Tell they, me what this was. It's the bison. A like bison. The buf- like the buffalo, you know? Yes. What, yeah. made, what inspired that? What made you decide you needed a, we needed a bison emoji? It's a, it's a few things, and I'm going to make like a mini podcast about it. So I'm very excited. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Follow my Twitter. It, are you stuff. a big fan of the Nichols College uh, sports teams <laughs> and you need their, the bison to, is that, a, is that a real place? <laughs> Nichols College in Dudley, Massachusetts? Sure. Go sure. bison. Sure. Sure. Of course. Uh, congrats on that. Yeah. I'm very excited. That's the most exciting thing that's happened in your life since we last spoke. Yeah. Oh, also, didn't you... Uh, dunk on a bunch of jeopardy nerds too <laughs> no we've uh, spoken yeah. before that since then yeah have we yeah you have Surely. to have spoken have to alex since he was on jeopardy that was, i don't know i kept <laughs> tweeting him to borrow ago. money maybe <laughs> oh, he blocked yeah. me maybe he muted me <laughs> yeah you gotta just steal it when you're at he and dave's place it was like it's just laying around is that your sharp cheddar in the fridge because if so i stole a little <laughs> bit of his money I fuck with some sharp cheddar. It was sitting there. And the like, money was in the cheddar. No. <laughs> That's why they call it that. You got to make that cheddar. I like a sharp cheddar. Oh, it was a nice sharp cheddar. <laughs> I took a small sliver of your sharp cheddar. 
Yeah, that's okay. I think it's Dave's. He thought it was yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so it's just going to die. It's mine now. It's yeah, 100% yeah, it's my joke. Yeah, we run, run and get it. It was going to mold, I guess. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, that sounds good. It was like the king size candy bar, and I was ready to go for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Just really go to town like a caramello. <laughs> so we're talking about some unpopular opinions today. And uh, uh, I guess I'll go first. Yes, go first. I'll Adam. start with mine. Yeah, this is, it. I just did, uh, by the time this goes up, this solo episode I did will have been up for about a week. And I did a whole thing about Pete Buttigieg and the Iowa caucuses. And way more people listen to this podcast than my solo podcast. So I would like to just tell everyone on this podcast now also, Pete Buttigieg is a fucking problem. Like mm. there is... because he's gay? Yes. Yeah. And I didn't know that until very recently. And I just can't in my heart vote for a gay candidate. No, <laughs> no. The soundbite <laughs> clip. That's your show. Your, no, lo- the- your logic is like he campaigned in Iowa. Oh, he's probably gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't understand anything. <laughs> no, his ties to the intelligence community are a real fucking problem. Yep. They do not call him yeah. CIA Pete for nothing and even if he wasn't technically in the cia like every cia analyst intelligence agent who is prominent at all on the political stage supports pete Buttigieg. go to his website and look at his list of donors and supporters it is a fucking who's who of the intelligence community and we're talking about a dude with no foreign policy experience it's not yeah, like except he's, when he's vacationing in Somalia. Yeah, that's the thing. All of his foreign policy experience is really shady. It's shady as shit. Are you yeah. kidding yeah. me? Yeah. He took a trip to Somaliland. You know, like like, like you do. Yeah. What are you doing over well, there? You know how Africa's famously accepting of gay people. Yeah. And how the CIA's always been really good to yeah. Africa. So that's where you want a vacation. <laughs> yeah, like what happened with the Iowa caucuses. The the company that built that app that basically ruined the caucuses, I don't know if people know how it happened, but there was this app that w- they were using to collect and transmit results. Yeah. And right at the time everyone was getting ready to transmit their results, the app crashed. And they had backup phone lines, but those phone lines were staffed with the thinking that most people would be reporting via app. So there weren't that many people on those phone lines. So when the app crashed, everyone in Iowa basically tried to call their results in at once. The phone lines got backed up and people were just like, fuck it. I'm going to go to bed. It's just our democracy. It can wait until the morning. Why do I need to report my results now? And the company that built that app. so Iowa. The the company that built the app is called Shadow Incorporated. (laughs) Like that's a fucking Inspector Gadget villain name. Yeah. (laughs) It's built by Shadow Incorporated and it was funded by a company called Acronym. And it's like, if you don't want to be tied to conspiracy theories, stop hiring companies with names like this. This is 100% like this is an author phoning it in. Yeah. Like this is like an espionage. It's like when they created the name Spectre and James Bond. Yes. Like, okay, what acronym spells? Okay, special projects, extortion, uh, communism. Okay, that'll do it. Strategic hazard initiative. Like, shield? Yeah. Is that? Like, but that is kind of, talk about phoning it in. You called it shadow. Yeah. 
And when it came time to hire a company to investigate the 2016 Russian election interference, who'd they hire? CrowdStrike. It's like, is was a fucking... California technology solutions not available. Yeah. You had you had to hire CrowdStrike. Hold on, we're going to use uh, Life Drone. Life Drone for this. Yeah, and this acronym company that funded Shadow Inc. The CEO of that company, her name's Tara McGowan. She is married to a senior advisor to the Pete Buttigieg campaign, and these are the same people that funded and built the app for the 2020 Iowa caucuses where he just mysteriously came out of nowhere to win. He's such a weird character. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like his sexuality is being used as a shield to prevent the critics, the, the real and valid criticisms that need to come about. Yeah. Um, that it is being used as like, oh, what? I, how can I? I have to be progressive. I mean, look, I, I'm a gay guy. Like, you can't if you you don't be homophobic. Yeah. And he's like, meanwhile, he's fucking helping destroy government. Yeah. And the people who funded Acronym, which is the company that founded Shadow Inc., that a major Pete Buttigieg <laughs> supporter is the CEO of, the people who funded that. It's a guy named Reed Hoffman, who is the CEO of LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. And a guy named Dimitri Melhorn, who is like Reed Hoffman's like man in the field. Pete Buttigieg wants to connect with you on Shadow App. <laughs> what? Can I get an endorsement? Except for- it's not it's not a notification. It's just a guy walking up to you in an alley. Yeah. Trench coat. <laughs> Somehow you can't see his uh, just his eyes, you know, yeah. his whole face is blacked out. <laughs> and one of the things Reed Hoffman and Dimitri Melhorn have been getting into basically when the 2016 election happened and we all saw that Russia interfered and we saw how they did it. Everyone else was kind of horrified and was like, that's not democracy. That's not how it's supposed to work. Reed Hoffman was like, let's do that. Let's let's just figure out how to do that. But for our side Uh. and I know the temptation is to be like, well, yeah, fine. It's Democrats doing Republican tactics. No, it's establishment Democrats. So if you're hoping Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders has any shot at winning in 2020, just know that now there are establishment Democrats doing the same thing Russia did. And what's really creepy about Reid Hoffman, they've done this twice before. In 2016, during the Roy Moore, Doug Jones campaign, They ran what they themselves described as a false flag operation against Roy Moore. And they were just trying to see if they could sway like 50,000 votes. And they were like, we just wanted to do it in a way that wouldn't really matter. And it's like, you're still interfering in our elections. That does matter. (laughs) Yeah, it matters a whole lot. And I know Roy Moore was a disgusting creep. But election interference is election interference. Alabama is the land of disgusting creeps. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And they helped get a Republican who ran as a Democrat elected. Thanks. But that came out and everyone was really fucking mad about it. And Reed Hoffman had to apologize. And the people behind it were suspended from Facebook, which that'll show them. But then Wait, like they were suspended from their jobs at Facebook or from their accounts, from like, their accounts. <laughs> okay. That's got to be, that's got to feel great. That's, yeah. I, I need someone be, to do that for my mental health. The, uh, day, sounds good. the fact that we have to engage in social media is so frustrating because yeah. I'm like, imagine just getting kicked off of social media. I would be like, it's so productive. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I would be like, I guess I'll just perform. 
I got I downloaded a browser widget that does that to me intentionally, you know, yeah. like blocks the site. Oh, so yeah. I work harder. Yeah, like, I have that, too. <laughs> it gives really you good. like 10 minutes a day on Facebook and then it just won't let you go on Facebook anymore. Yeah, it's pretty great. Oh. Uh, but so they did all that in this Roy Moore campaign and people found out and Reed Hoffman was like, sorry for interfering in our elections. And then they did it again in 2018. And what they did in 2018, they set up this company called Democracy News Now or something along those lines. Sounds like they're trying now with their name. Well, and then what they would do is from that Facebook page, they set up all these weird like local news Facebook pages and like a page about sports, a page about the American flag. And for a while they (laughs) like, (laughs) well, what they're doing is for a while they'll just deliver news that's related to whatever that topic is. And then as an election rolls around, they start, they start pounding those sites with all of this political shit. And Again, it's Democrats doing it. So I feel like a lot of people on the left would be inclined to go, well, who cares? But it's still radically unfair and it's not going to benefit Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren in the slightest because these are billionaires putting their billionaire money into keeping candidates who will protect their money in office. Yeah. And the fact that these people who have interfered in elections before are now the people funding the Iowa caucus app that magically delivered this win to Pete Buttigieg out of nowhere. I'm sorry. That's fucking suspicious. Do the people of Iowa think they're from Indiana? Is that what happened? <laughs> it could be. Because I, I got them so mixed same up. I place, figured right? they might do the Just same. An I, you know? an I state? Like, yeah. yeah. Nah, one of those. He, he was a mayor here, right? I'm going to vote for that guy. <laughs> and like after the Iowa caucuses happened, you saw all these articles where people were like, Trump supporters think there's a conspiracy theory here. It's like everyone should think there's a conspiracy theory here. There are like, go listen to that solo episode I did. I'm sorry, the sound is weird. I recorded it away from the studio with a new mic, but you'll be fine. But Mike who? Uh, Hunt. Mike Hunt. <laughs> like Mike that- Hunt. I don't get it. My, like, <laughs> I don't understand what you're doing. I forgot. I don't remember either. You have a new mic yeah. in your life? <laughs> I do. Yeah. I'm glad you found happiness. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I finally did as well. But yeah, and if you if you look into the people endorsing Pete Buttigieg, it's all fucking spies. And just famous spies. Nick Fury, James <laughs> Bond. It's kind of like that. Though. James Bond Jr. <laughs> and and like even if he wasn't in the C I know people who were the CIA attempted to recruit. And if they identify someone with a particular talent, they'll just go to that person and be like, "Want to help? Want to help topple Venezuela for a living?" That does seem fun, right? It does, but mm. like there's a part of me that's like that sounds cool. Yeah. yeah, it's not though. No, like, I know the, it's the not. things we're doing to Venezuela are disgusting. No, I know, but you know, you're but in like, there. But like adventure, <laughs> espionage is cool. Yeah, right? Tropical adventure. climate. Yeah. Like it is one of those interesting things where like the things as a kid that you were like, man, that looks cool as fuck, <laughs> and now you look at it and you're like, it seems unethical. James Bond is not a man of ethics, right? I yeah. should have known that when he was having all that unprotected sex. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't call that lady again. No. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I've missed you. <laughs> he just switched from that tropical climate to the snow climate or yeah. the other way around. 
Yeah, he's going to different. He's going to the Alps. Yeah, just to get away <laughs> from these women. Uh, one last thing about Pete Buttigieg. I go way more into detail in this about this on the solo episode, but. Tara McGowan, the CEO of Acronym, who founded Shadow and who is married to <laughs> so fucked up <laughs> a senior advisor to the Buttigieg campaign, in her free time when she's not building the technology that's going to ruin what's left of our democracy eventually, she also plants fake news stories on Facebook with the intention of swaying elections. Wow. She has a news service called Courier Newsroom, and what they do. Same thing. They set up all these folksy looking local news websites. Like there's one called the Virginia Dogwood. There's one called the Copper Courier that's in Arizona. And again, for a while, it's just here's the Arizona dog of the week. And like all of these like really cutesy news stories. And then an election comes and it's fucking full on political material. They just pound those sites. Vote for this dog of the week. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just keep in mind, those are the people behind Pete Buttigieg's campaign, and those are the people behind what happened in the Iowa caucus. And you can trust them all you want. I get that the Daily Beast put out an article and said, <laughs> Trump supporters think something's wrong. Everyone should think something's wrong. Yeah. And Trump supporters know. They, see a, they know a fix when they see it because they got duped by one. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just look at how the media is covering Bernie Sanders right now. Or isn't covering CNN fucking hates Bernie Sanders. Have you seen like what Chris Matthews is saying about him? He's a he's off the fucking rails. And that's because at the end of the day, our mainstream media is state media. And they're owned by the wealthy. They're owned by the wealthy. And those people like Jeff Bezos doesn't want you to have Medicare for all. Like he does. He has no fucking intention of funding something like that. But he also owns the Washington Post. So like. At some point, we have to accept that the mainstream media, while they may not be the enemy of the people, they're not always as fair and balanced on the left as we would like to make it out to be. And just look at how Bernie Sanders is being covered right now. Media is. You you will see that. The the mainstream media is decidedly slightly left of centrism. It's 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 establishment. Yes. Media. Well, and they're right to criticize him because, like, he goes into Iowa and he only gets the most votes. And then he proceeds to New Hampshire and only finishes first. Like, he's really struggling. At yeah. The fact that they framing people, it that way is, why, you know, very true. It is crazy that people are like, I can't believe he's still doing this well. It's like, what are you talking about <laughs> yeah, on the news that's what, right now? That's what happens when most of the people want the guy. Yeah. Someone on CNN <laughs> the other day when they were they were talking about the new hampshire results and they were like well bernie sanders is in the lead but if you combine pete Buttigieg and amy klobuchar's delegates they're in the lead it's like that's not how that's this not works what you do they're not they're not a voltron of people <laughs> yeah you, uh, 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 now we're now we're Buttigieg. Yeah. yeah and like if you wonder why that is it's because our media is state media when we make fun of north korea for having state media we have it too. Well, it's funny because yeah. there's also like there was a tweet last night by Reuters that was basically like Klobuchar shows up in second and, you know, and Buttigieg gets a third and they just don't mention that Bernie won. Right. It's <laughs> just yeah. not there. And so I wrote, congratulations to our silver and bronze medalists. And that's all that happened. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> and somebody replied about how like oh like as if a tweet doesn't mention bernie we should always call it out question mark 
Like they were like kind of being, and I was like, if you're, I think you're missing the point. If you're reporting in a tweet about the results of a fucking primary, you list who won. I don't understand how yeah. people have been radicalized against Bernie other than the false Bernie bro narrative. Yeah. Right. Like that's the only, like whenever somebody like is really radicalized against him, I'm always like, oh, you're stupid. Like you are easily swayed. You're a fucking mark. Right. Because you're buying into a thing that's not real and you're allowing quotes taken out of context to be used in order to make somebody look bad when they have a decades long history of being for progress and social change. Right. And And then something like Iowa happens. And not only do you get these outlets that are like "Mm, Trump supporters think it's a conspiracy theory. Immediately, the narrative turned to, hey, Democrats, stop the infighting. And it's like, make the process fair for everyone, and people will stop the infighting. Didn't we have a battle about this in 2016? Yeah. Wasn't this a whole thing with delegates and superdelegates and all this worthless horse shit? Because also, a lot of the fighting after Iowa was on the heels of they hadn't counted all the caucus results yet, they hadn't figured out who won yet, and Pete Buttigieg went around saying he won. When he got Pete, less votes, it was it was the crazy. That's like the like. There's Pete, all this private crazy Buttigieg stuff, and then there's just what he's doing in public is yeah. extremely banana republic. He and tweeted up. at nine twenty four on the night of the caucuses and said, "Looks like we're going to New Hampshire victorious." And no precincts had reported their results yet. Yeah. It's like what? Yeah, how did like? That's right out of the Trump book. I feel like he scheduled <laughs> yeah. that tweet and forgot that it was supposed to go up at that point. He's like, well, by nine, we should have won because these people. Classic, <laughs> classic Pete tweet. Pete you know. tweet. Classic tweet. Pete tweet. That's a classic Pete tweet. Yeah. <laughs> and, then in, and then in his post-New Hampshire primary speech where he did not win, he, he said, uh, Dave Weigel tweeted that, like, uh, Buttigieg was saying to his supporters stuff like, good job to Bernie Sanders on a strong showing, which is what you say when you win and the other guys come close. Right. Like, he didn't win. He didn't yeah. win the primary. <laughs> Yeah, man. And it it just stupid. Like, don't don't let people tell you this is nothing to be worried about. Like, there's an Atlantic article where they're like, people are saying Pete Buttigieg is in the CIA. So we asked him and it's like, he's not going to fucking tell you. Oh, yeah. You figured that out. Yeah, you caught me. If you're a CIA, you have to tell me you're a CIA. (laughs) You have to tell me. He worked for this company called McKinsey that is this shady fucking law firm. Oh, this was, this was the bread price fixing scandal people, right? Well, yes. Yeah. And they've also been helping all these companies like navigate their way through the opioid crisis and shit. And he worked yeah. for this company called McKinsey and he was like, yeah, I, I mostly just worked for a grocery store. I was doing stuff for a grocery store. And right, they were they were like and stocking shelves. They were yeah. like, well, who who were all the other clients you worked for? And he was like, I have an NDA. I can't tell you. And people were eventually like, you're running for president. You can just ignore that NDA if you want. And he finally did. He he like called McKinsey and got them to lift the NDA. And he was like, all right. So when I worked there, I worked for a grocery store. And the Department of Defense, the Department of Homeland Security, <laughs> and starts listing all these clients. It's like, well, what'd you do with them? The concept of guns, Osama <laughs> bin Laden. It's fine. <laughs> Nothing major. Like, the death PR, star's yeah. not even operational yet. So yeah. don't worry about it. We'll get there. We scrap those plans. Star Killer Base will be fine. <laughs> if you feel like things are a little slanted against Bernie Sanders right now, I think you're right. 
Bernie's slanters. I think exactly. I don't know why I didn't think of that. That's Holy why I get shit. brought onto the show. Podcast Slanters. is over, yeah. <laughs> and that's all we needed to get to. So, yeah, if you, if you think there's something weird about what's happening with Bernie Sanders right now, I think you're right. And don't let anyone tell you that you shouldn't be concerned by all of Pete Buttigieg's ties to the intelligence community. Like, I hate to say it, but when Trump motherfuckers are like, deep state, they're talking about Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> like, that's who they're like. The CIA is running in the 2020 election. That is what is happening. The intelligence community has fielded a candidate in the 2020 election, and it is Pete Buttigieg. And there's good reason to worry about it. I do like that he's, uh, everyone's calling him a rat. <laughs> like, I'm really enjoying that. Because it's like, yeah, yeah, he is a rat. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a great, that's a great nickname. It's the most snake emojis I've seen since that, like Taylor Swift, Kim Kardashian, Taylor. <laughs> uh, like that's the most since then. I am. Uh, I am. I. I have to. I'm not allowed to be political, like aggressively political, uh, because of my. Show yes. That's yeah. and like on my podcast and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's there's even times where like there's certain tweets I want to send and I'm just like ah oh, this. I don't know if this will get me fired. Like oh. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. Uh, but since and I had. I have one that I was thinking of where it's just like, imagine how upset Pete was when he realized his name rhymes with cheat after Iowa. Mm, that's tough. Like he's just like, oh man, that's, that's what I did. And my name rhymes exactly with it. What if I start calling myself Peter? God damn it. Damn shit. <laughs> Fuck shit. Pedro the Chedro. <laughs> you so, know, when I was destabilizing governments in Somaliland. They... Yeah. And like... <laughs> fucking rat it's a it's a thing we do with like the cia goes out and they find people and they're like hey help us topple a government and i think people buddha judge is one of those people is he from indiana yeah I don't, he's from south bend because yeah. i'd be like hey man anything to get me out of indiana <laughs> yeah and like not only does he have very little foreign policy experience south bend indiana Indiana is a fucking nightmare. He does have you ever uh, been there? Houses does, are like thirty grand by Notre Dame. He does have uh, <laughs> fire black cops for trying to make things right. Feelings. Oh, but it's fine now because he has a what was the T-shirt that he's selling on his website? It's something like support black creators. It's like fuck you. You're selling that. You're Dude, selling that the only time campaign? he's ever supported black people is when he paid those five black women to stand behind him in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, remember yeah. that shit? Talk yeah. about performative shit. Yeah. He was standing there talking, and there were just five black women right behind him. I was like, no, five black people don't like you. You can't. There's find, no way. There's zero percent chance that those weren't paid. Like that yeah. guy that goes to all the Trump rallies. He was paid, the the black guy that was paid to go to Trump. Yeah, rally, and he was like at all. People were like, he's at every one. Yeah, it's, or like when those Democratic primary polls come out and he and Klobuchar are polling at like two or one or zero percent with black people like that. That's really a stuff like everybody pulls something with every group except these guys with black people. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I don't know how it happens. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, well. at least we're all doomed. <laughs> yeah. The election's coming. It's so close now. It's close. It seems like yeah. it's far away. Super it's just, Tuesday coming up. Yeah. Gotta Ugh. be super. I'm not going to vote. <laughs> ah, fuck it yeah what's the point uh so that's that's mine alex what do you got what's your unpopular I, opinion it uh well yeah i guess it dovetails into Buttigieg being from the state of indiana and i feel that indiana is wrongly categorized as a midwest state it's not that it's more of a southern state with like midwest racial demographics and that's it it's a kentucky 
It's it's a lot like an Alabama or a Mississippi. Okay. It's just way north of those. Yeah. That's the only reason people don't realize it. And part of it's Eastern time zone, right? Yeah, it's it's like part Eastern time zone, part Central, and then it's really confusing to do anything there. Maine, uh, <laughs> Maine is like that, too. Oh, is it? It's Eastern and then whatever. I call, I call Maine the South of the North. Maine, oh, Justice, um, Maine. Ma- like, Maine is the South, but it's yeah. the North. I have a friend from Maine who says it's like that. It's yeah, the South yeah. of the North, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a weird, like weirdly religious people are everywhere. Like, like Baptists, like yeah. people that are like, please don't say the Lord's name in vain in our, in our garage. <laughs> in our, Cause there's right. like, there's a few stats to look at and stuff, but also like, just think culturally, like Indiana is very Christian conservative evangelical. It's very into NASCAR. Uh, it's very into oh, yeah. Republican politics and, and very into football via Notre Dame. And it's, it's like, a lot. it's like sneakily and the Colts. Yeah. Like it's sneakily very, very Southern in a way that if we understood it, I think we would have seen Pete Buttigieg coming and also Mike Pence coming in a way that I think a lot of people did not. Yeah. How so? Cause like, uh, especially I think Mike Pence, even in spite of his crazy conservatism read as like, Oh, Trump's found a salt of the earth Midwesterner to follow him. Sure. He's very conservative, but like, Oh, he's, he's just a Midwestern fella, but no, he's like, he's like a Jeff Sessions type when it yeah. comes to a lot of things, especially gay people. His radio stuff was yeah. dark. Like if you listen to it, you're like, man, he was just like shitty Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, he said like Mulan was a psyop to convince uh, uh, like people that women should be in the military more, and he was opposed to the military having more women in it. Uh, also said a lot of stuff about environmental programs being like big government, like they're trying to put too many otters in our wetlands. Was one of the things he the said. Otters like, are making a, us gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, otters. Ot- otters are cute. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also a, they're pretty nice. That's a yeah. That's a gay subculture. Is otters? Is it? Yeah. Otters, they're like small bears. Oh. They're like like hairy twinks. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. Now yeah. we know. Now yeah. we know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. actually, yeah. So I taught a class on gay subculture, actually, so yeah. I did not. Oh, well, I, didn't, then, I didn't. I shouldn't uh, have said yeah. that. <laughs> and then when Pete Buttigieg was like coming up in the Democratic primary, I think before we all knew he was going to move to the center, a lot of people were like, oh, he speaks all these languages and he's so fascinating. And so obviously he's some kind of progressive, but- we should have read it as, oh, if he's like a Mississippi type Democrat, he's probably way toward the center to hold any office at all in that state. He also has got to be. So I wonder on. what other reason it could be that he speaks all those languages. I mean, he signed up for <laughs> war. Like he signed up for war. Like, yeah. yeah. Like kind of late. Well, because also when I say Southern, I don't mean just bad. I mean, like has good things and has a set of specific flaws. Like there's some great things about Mississippi and Alabama and all that. Yeah, the food. Like we just, <laughs> yeah. And Faulkner and, you know, a lot yeah. of stuff. Indiana but, uh, does not yeah. have a the guy food. that died a hundred years ago. <laughs> they have Kurt Vonnegut. In yeah. Indiana. So bad. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you like Kurt Vonnegut? I didn't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No Remember when we found that Kurt Vonnegut themed bookstore in Denver? Oh, that was the best. <laughs> and Alex was just like, this is his chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Kilgore was Tra- Shout out to Kilgore books, right? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I wish it was a Wonka flick where there's like a river up slaughterhouse fives. And like- <laughs> <laughs> they landed in the slaughterhouse. Fascinating. <laughs> that was a fun trip. We got a tour again. We got a tour. Sure. Yeah, I have news for you about that, by the way. Oh, cool. Tur. So yeah, back to Indiana. My favorite thing is when people are like, 
gun laws don't work, look at Chicago. They have some of the strictest gun laws in the nation. Yeah. It's like Google the Iron Pipeline, yeah, fuckface. Right? Yeah. Like they yeah. get their guns from a neighboring state that has very weak gun laws, and that would be Indiana. Yeah. It's like Chicago exists next to like a Hatfields and McCoys situation. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a whole state, and it's Indiana. Indiana also a super shitty monopoly property. Yeah, Indiana <laughs> Avenue sucks. Like, who wants that? Yeah, Olivia Hydar, who's one of the hosts on the network, is from Indiana. And she describes driving from Indiana into Chicago as gun store, gun store, gun store, gun store, border, liquor store, cigarette store, liquor store, <laughs> cigarette store. And people just kind of cross the border and buy each of those things from each other and then go Back to their state. Cross the border and into the city. <laughs> you and I can both get guns. Trying to see what it means to be shooting. <laughs> I don't know what song that was. It's Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Oh, okay. She bought guns in Indiana and brought them into Chicago. <laughs> Famous gun mule, Tracy Chapman. <laughs> yeah, people don't know that about her. Yeah, it's weird. It's like her other... That's her. That's her CIA thing. Yeah, fast car full of guns. Yeah, <laughs> I drive a car that goes at a regular speed so it doesn't get pulled over by cops. <laughs> and uh, well, I also I don't know if we link stuff or whatever, but there's an Indy Star, which is the Indianapolis paper, uh, reported on the Indiana Institute for Working Families, uh, which put out a report that framed Indiana's economic situation as it's basically a southern state mainly because the medium median income is like way down with the alabamas and mississippis oh, uh, and wow. also because of you know policies like an extremely low minimum wage it was 725 in 2018 was the minimum wage that is low yeah stuff like that makes it you know a hard place to live in the ways we think of the south being hard yeah yeah that's interesting yeah and their food sucks uh the food is They're, not specific is that scrapple is that indiana uh, or is that like, or is that like Pennsylvania? I've only had Scrapple in Virginia. Yeah, okay. My friend Nicole lives thing, in yeah. Virginia, and I tried Scrapple. I went and stayed with her for a few days, and I tried Scrapple. And here's the thing: not good. Nope. No. 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 It uh, tastes like something that would be called Scrapple. Scrapple is essentially a haggis without the cool casing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a haggis patty. Whenever. Whenever. You, oof. Yeah. Man. Yeah, Indiana doesn't totally have a specific cuisine that I can think of, which is weird because almost all the states around it have Stadium that. nachos. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's their cuisine. Yeah, last time yeah. I was in Indianapolis, I went to Buffalo Wild Wings and I, I checked in on Twitter and I tweeted that I just asked the cab driver to take me to the best restaurant in town. <laughs> I feel like that was accurate. That's, that's not wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's normal. You can do worse than a Buffalo Wild Wings. That's, yeah. that's your embassy. I love <laughs> me and Rivers Langley should do Buffalo Wild Wings commercials. It's the best place to work if you're on the road. If you need a place to sit and do some shit on a computer, go to a Buffalo Wild Wings. Every booth has an outlet. That's your favorite casual dining restaurant. Yeah. yeah. More than Hooters. I like Hooters food better. Yes. But you're correct to do so. The Hooters in Burbank closed. They died. R.I.P. Rest in peace, oh, ladies. Man. So now I don't have one. Now I just have Buffalo Wild Wings to fuck with when I go to the B-dubs, movies. man. The B-dubs. And yeah. the bummer is that there are better food options by that movie theater, I think. There are, there are like, so, like, I, 
I would be more inclined to go to Hooters or a different spot than than Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Anyway, Indiana. What's your, <laughs> what's your favorite casual dining restaurant in Indiana? Well, yeah, if they don't have the WEC, too, like, why even go, you know? Yeah. Like, when you're on the road, you want the WEC type from yeah. uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings and WEC. BW3. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, exists. I, it's a real thing. Because I also, like, I like the Midwest a whole lot. I'm from it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think Indiana's, like, of the same type. You it's, s- other, other than it being uh, heavy on white people. And and the Midwest still has diversity too, but you like that's you're, about it. You're like if the nicest part of the Midwest became a person. Oh man, that's what would happen. That's very kind of you. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's I'm not wrong. I do. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I love the Midwest too. Like I, we did a call-in show the other day, and someone asked me why I hate Philadelphia so much because I make fun of Philadelphia sports fans regularly because they deserve it. Yes, and I love the city. It's not that I I hate philadelphia and i made this clear on the call but like when it comes to sports fandom i'm used to the midwest i'm used to if you walk into a fucking packers bar in green bay wearing bears shit they're gonna be like oh shit someone came to green bay let's welcome this person with open arms yeah how crazy that another person would visit this shit town or or they'll talk shit in like a creative uh yeah. band around way. You know? Yeah. Like it's a, all yeah. It's coming all, out here, you're quite brave now there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all like fun ribbon. Yeah. There's no like but but in the meantime, send Vikings fans to Philadelphia for a playoff game. There was a riot before the game. <laughs> yeah. Before the game, there was already a riot. It's Philadelphia. Yeah. I, Remember I that guy ate shit on camera after they won? Oh, yeah. Guys, like, I'm going to eat this shit. Yeah, it's I don't. a perfect example of Philadelphia sports fandom. I and just, I'm from Boston. We're garbage. And Philly's so much worse than us. Yeah, I just don't like aggressive dudes. Oh, come on, man. You're not a, You're not an aggressive dude. You're not. You're a nice guy, yeah, you're, Jeff. You're a good type. I'm, I'm aggressive and nice. I can be both things. You're a good type, yeah. I actually think the way you are the Midwest, I am the East Coast. I think that. Where yeah, I'm yeah, like totally. a lot of the better parts, but I am the stereotype. Yeah, I, I'm two I'm stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like very progressive and liberal, but also like, yeah, I'll fight you in a parking lot. Like, but you would only do it for like an amazing reason. Sure, you know? of course, like they'll they'll do it because they're bored. Yeah, they yes. would just like to get into something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Indiana, man, that's a that's yeah. a good that's a good outlook on it. Yeah, it's uh, according to this indie star thing, they are last in the Midwest for adults with post secondary degrees. Uh, they're first in the Midwest for people who are uh, 200, below 200% of the federal poverty line, which is like above poverty, but still tough. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, not doing well. Yeah, yeah. Like survi- it's, surviving, it's not of, thriving. It's I because think. of like Southern style policies for a long time. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, uh, I think a good example is uh, Parks and Rec really kind of chose to land on Indiana because of that. Like they, yeah. they do focus a lot on that aspect of it. Yeah, it's a weird it's a it's a weird place in a lot of pretty specific ways. Because then also it's it's got the same racial makeup as like Wisconsin and Ohio, but then it's much stranger. <laughs> but the thing about Indiana and their racial makeup, I'm like Indianapolis is pretty diverse. I know that, but they also have like they have towns like Gary, Indiana, that have just been ravaged by crime and poverty, and they're like, eh. Keep all the poor people in Gary, and it'll be fine. Gary's tough, yeah. What a name. What a name. It's where the Jacksons are from. I was Gary is a real name for like a 
like a shitty place. Like you name it after a shitty guy. <laughs> I was driving back from Chicago to Wisconsin once and my GPS was like, hey, you can save eight minutes by taking this alternate route. And I was like, cool, let's do that. Got off the interstate. I was in Gary, Indiana. I was like, I stopped at a stop sign and this cop pulled up next to me and it said gang task force on the back of his car. And I was like, but this is such a small town. It looks so cute. Worcester has a gang unit and I, that's who I used to work with when I was a fighter. Oh yeah. I used to, I used to do those charity fights for them, for the Worcester gang unit. Yikes. Worcester's not a big town. It's a hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where I'm from, Peoria is like a hundred thousand in it had a crazy gang Worcester, issue second largest city in new england behind boston oh wow bigger than providence hartford hey. uh portland isn't that weird you wouldn't think it portland's in oregon dick portland's <laughs> name portland oregon's named after the other portland the better portland portland oregon was almost named boston oh interesting it was a coin flip yeah that's literally how it got named uh, portland oregon they flipped a fucking coin because uh, the two the two guys that sort of established it one was from maine and one was from boston nice how how mad would boston massachusetts be if there was another boston across the way that was also prominent we would try to fight it all the time yeah we'd end up fist fighting in indiana meet us over meet us in indiana we'll go halfway yeah no it's fine it's the midwest yeah everyone's fucking fine there yeah imagine if boston fought the people of portland how quickly portland would fall would be a nightmare it would not be it would not be a good fight you need to go out there and defend them against the proud boys it's like early tyson you know? <laughs> you know just just the leon spinks of portland oregon getting just their lives destroyed by a bunch of drunks in boston that would be pretty great well, boston people rarely feel pain yeah because life is <laughs> that's why dunkin donuts is the official restaurant of massachusetts dunkin donuts is great and i don't want to fucking hear it well yeah but the it's motor oil it's literally fuel it's like yeah it's yeah, designed it to get you through a fucking 12 hour shift on the docks yeah it's not like starbucks where it's like check out this wonderful flavor Ooh. and dunks they're like you're gonna fucking survive today as you're fucking delivering mail in sub-zero temperatures <laughs> get your ass out there Dunkin' Donuts coffee is better than Starbucks coffee. Starbucks coffee tastes burnt and gross. It all tastes bad to me. I don't care. And Dunkin' Donuts coffee is smooth and delightful. It is very good. Yeah. Yeah. I fuck with a Dunkin' Donut. That's one of the things I miss the most about the Midwest is the prevalence of Dunkin' Donuts. You know, I thought I would experience Dunks more now that they're out here, you know, because there's one like in every major chunk of LA now. I just yeah. don't go. But there's man, not one in oh yeah there is yeah, there one is in one. burbank yeah. yeah 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 yeah. we just don't go it's it's still too far like if you're in new york there's like yeah, three dunkin everywhere. donuts on every block and you yeah. just pick the there's one, one that in doesn't your hotel have rats room. yeah, yeah. <laughs> turkey sausage egg white flatbread double the egg white patty that was my they breakfast. used to have a smoked sausage breakfast sandwich oh it's really that good I fucked with yeah very good love like dunkin donuts i do i don't mind the dunkin donuts treat all right jeff should we get to one of your yeah i, br- I brought three and i think i'm gonna stay away from my political one because we we did that for a while i think i'm gonna go with my pop culture one all right and that ties back to the last time that i, I if you really rallied against kobe bryant but do not rally against david bowie you're a fucking piece of shit yeah Ooh. like i can buy that fuck you so hard because david bowie it's been admitted 
that he had sex with several minors. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had that. That is. And by the way, I didn't know it, that. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, there was a big thing with the the. He took a 15 year old's virginity and that he had a threesome mm. with another 15, the, uh, another one of that, like at the same time. So like he took a, a girl's virginity and she had her first threesome at the same time with another minor. And Damn. this was in California where the age of consent was 18. Okay. Um, 15, like everyone's like, it was a different time. It's like, no, it doesn't matter. Children are still children. It was, it was against the law at the time. Yes. Yeah. So Chuck Berry went to jail. <laughs> yes. For the same thing. David um, Bowie did David Bowie. Uh, it was known. Uh, he was accused of rape ter- like when he was 40. So when he was 40 years old, he was accused of sexual assault by a 30 year old woman. Uh, and he was like, this is baseless. It's not a thing. And then it was kind of thrown out. Mm. Like the case was thrown out by the jury as they were like, there's no evidence. So bye, man. And like the fact that people, when, the same people that were like, Kobe's a rapist and he's dead. Good. Were the same people that were like, David Bowie taught me that I could be strange and it was okay. Yeah. It's like, he also taught you can get away with fucking 15 year olds. Yeah. Like, yeah, the girl you're referring to that he had the threesome with, he also was very chill about the fact that a few weeks later, Jimmy Page essentially kidnapped her. Yes. And oh, it's that girl? Yeah. Oh, and no. took her to a hotel room and just made her like stay there for a few weeks and- bang it out for a while and yeah it's it's dark like the shit david bowie got up to was really dark Lori yeah. Lori maddox Lori yeah, maddox yeah, yeah, was yeah, her right. name and she has been in interviews and she claims she's like well it was consensual it's like yeah but a child can't make that decision that's what you need to understand is you can't consent to a sexual relationship with an adult when you are a child because you're too fucking stupid to understand consent right right um, and so, especially if the guy has like rock star status powers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's Crazy. like the fact that people will stand somebody with this very complicated and Paul Walker is another example of that because Paul Walker was a pederast and everybody sort of like exalts these people and forgives them because they did the thing they like. And the, the thing about yeah. Kobe Bryant, not to make it uncomfortable for anyone who maybe mourned David Bowie and then shit on Kobe Bryant when he died. What's the difference between those two? I wonder what it could be that makes you so comfortable shitting on Kobe Bryant, but not David. Like what? Is there any difference between them? Yeah, it is. It is one of those things where you recognize the unfairness of, of the racial bias. And it's also how they became famous. Oh, fucking rebel rebel is a great song. I yeah, fucking love that. I fucking love that song and I'm not a huge basketball fan, but right, that doesn't right. mean that one of these crimes is better or worse or forgivable or not forgivable. Right. Like stop it. And also Kobe Bryant, when he has talked about it and admitted it, and he said, like, I thought it was consensual, and looking back, it it wasn't. And and I, I fucking blew it. And yeah. He 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 pretty much admitted, like, fuck, man. Yeah, and w- that was what has David Bowie yeah, ever did said? Did David it? Bowie ever It was a different time, baby? Hey man, things <laughs> things were weird, man. <laughs> what can you say? My eyes are weird, man. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, I love David Bowie's music. Like, I fucking love it. But I'm not going to be like, oh, this guy definitely didn't uh, rape children because I like Space Oddity. Right. Right. Like, stop it. Stop doing that. Like, honestly, if you are are mad at Kobe and forgiving of David Bowie, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself forever. 
because you're an a, you are a a biased piece of shit. Yeah, I yeah. buy that. I guess I'm aggressive. No, I when I, I feel like a lot of comedy people, especially, put a lot of stock in how great David Bowie was. And I think it's it's mainly because he was so performative as a musician on yeah. top of being good at music. He taught me I, so it was like, okay to be weird. So a lot of people we follow on like social media and stuff yeah. did some did some really, really flowery demonstrative posts about David Bowie. Yeah. And then some of them also did this Bryant thing. Same time. Yeah. It's it's just one of those things where the you can't cherry pick crime. Yeah. Like like tough. The idea of, and, and like saying it was a different time, it's like 18 was still the legal age of consent. And also you were David Bowie. You yeah. could have fucked anybody, like literally yeah. anybody. Of any gender or anything. Yeah. yeah he was in He could have fucked me four years ago. He <laughs> fucked Mick Jagger. Yeah. Like yeah. you fucked Mick Jagger. Why do you need to fuck a child? Yeah. Mick Jagger, he was 80 when you fucked him <laughs> back in the 70s. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. just, it's so frustrating to me because I find the character of David Bowie fascinating. And yeah. also I find this aspect of him fucking repugnant. And I, I yeah, I'm, I'm a little taking all this a little hard, honestly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> because sucks. I don't know. <laughs> we did. We did an episode about this back when the first R. Kelly documentary came out. Because, again, people were all up in arms about R. Kelly, and rightfully so. Like, R. Kelly and Kobe Bryant or anyone else are not the same thing. R. Kelly's like a fucking cult leader. But, yeah, we did an episode about the David Bowie stuff a while back. And, yeah, it seems like a lot of people still don't know about it. They either don't know or they push it down and forget about it. It's a very convenient forgetting. Yeah. Um. So uh, here's the thing. Uh, Maddox told Thrillist the, the night. Conti- this is from an article by Mike uh, MIC, the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddox told Thrillist the night continued with a threesome involving Maddox and another 15 year old baby groupie named Sable Star. Two hours later, I went to check on Sable. She was all fucked up in the living room. Great. Uh, walking around, fogging up windows and writing, I want to fuck David. Maddox said, I told him what she was doing and that I felt so bad. Bowie said, well, darling, bring her in. <laughs> that night I lost my virginity and had my first threesome. Oof. Like there's man. a star man. <laughs> I'm going Fucking to lots of kids. I'm compiling crimes, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That it's, it's sketchy. I'm doing crimes with my bits, man. <laughs> like that is fucking. Yeah. Wow. I honestly feel like that's worse than what Kobe did. If I could be a hundred percent honest. Cause yeah. Because at least Kobe had the opportunity to clarify. His, I, I mean, I, well, and, let me rephrase yeah. this. Uh, also bad, right? Like right, I'm, I'm not like saying. I'm not like yeah, Kobe. He barely did anything. I'm not saying that. I, I'm, yeah. I'm saying that the what Kobe he did, Bryant probably did what he's accused. Yes. Of. Well, he said he, he settled out of court and he basically admitted it. Yes. Uh, and yeah. you know, when I, they so, and they both did these types of crimes, and then their public images are so different. Yes. It's crazy. But like David Bowie is is he's exalted. He's like a god now. Yeah. Like and, and he's you know people are doing fucking. There's a whole episode of Flight of the Concords, one of the best episodes of one of the best TV shows. It's really good. Yeah. Is entirely predicated on David Bowie being awesome. Yeah. And yet he uh, he did the the, the did that did, did that whole thing. thing with the children. Yeah. Children. Childs. These are. Not adults. Little kids. High schoolers. I thrust my dick into several children, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
So fuck, like kind of fuck dark. you if you're if you stand David Bowie and then you take a stance against anybody else that commits a, a sexual assault. I think we should close out by talking about your political one. Okay. Because I don't I don't want people to misunderstand what I was saying at the beginning okay. of this episode. So let's hear it. We'll double stack it. Like who you like. And when the general election comes in, if you don't vote uh, for who the Democrat nominee is, go fuck yourself. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely feel that way. I would never not vote and I would never vote for Trump. But if Pete Buttigieg gets the nomination, I'm going to feel really weird about voting for that dude. But I'm going to vote for him. I still yeah, will. going to vote for him, yeah. I still will, but it's going to be a step in the wrong direction. Every time, because like, here's the thing is like, Bernie's my guy with Elizabeth Warren, close silver medal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but when I see these other people that are like the Bernie or bust people or the anybody or bust. And they're like, well, democracy isn't about making compromises. It's like, well, yeah, but when you don't do that, we have Muslim bans and and we have asylum seekers being imprisoned. And we have uh, the exacerbation of ice being a bigger problem than it's been. Like there are real world consequences that get past the privilege that you have of being like, I'm going to vote with my heart. Like, yeah, but also vote with your fucking brain. Yeah. Yeah. Like primary, that's heart time. Yeah. Vote with your heart during the primaries. And when the general election comes in, vote with your fucking brain. Understand that there are going to be repercussions and don't say, oh, well, Jill Stein and Gary Johnson would have had this, this. Go fuck yourself. Vote. (laughs) Vote for the good guy. I don't like I, I, I don't have any intention of not voting Democrat in 2020. But yeah, I got to this time. If nothing else. Because remember 2016? Oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. You guys remember? But remember also, yeah. all if, those Gary Johnson voters helped so much. I, I So helpful. <laughs> yeah. I understand that, that the third party voting isn't necessarily the thing that hurt everybody. I think a lot of it was mishandling oh, yeah. of that. It's not their fault. They just didn't help. But at the same time, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. They achieved nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like Nader <laughs> fucked up. You know, in 2000. Yeah. I, I don't, I think I don't blame any third party candidate. I just don't see how it's ever helped. Yeah. Uh, the, in like, all of American history. Well, it was supposed to happen with like what Perot. <laughs> yeah. And then like, they were like, oh, now it's equal funding. And then it wasn't. <laughs> one, one of the yeah. things that the people behind shadow and acronym, the, the people who gave them their money, one of the things they did when they, tried to interfere in the Roy Moore, Doug Jones campaign. They set up this again, like conservative looking Facebook page. And it was all with the intention of driving votes toward a third party candidate using those same shady Russian tactics. So if Pete Buttigieg ends up as like a third party candidate, we're in trouble. Nope. Mm. They, they, they know how to sway that shit. And yeah, I don't, it's, it's really a complicated time because I get where people who want to be able to vote for Bernie Sanders in a presidential election, I get where you're coming from. If it comes to pass that once again, he doesn't get the nomination. I also want that. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I'll take Warren. Yeah. Well, I'll take, I'll I'll take Warren or Sanders, but if we end up with another centrist Democrat candidate, I'm still voting for that. That's I'll still the, vote for him, but we also need to, as soon as they're in office, kind of start pushing, like get right back to trying to get a progressive elected. And as yeah. a reminder, don't like the other thing too, is if, if you're not voting in midterm elections, you are also a piece of shit. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
But like you're you're worse actually. <laughs> one thing that I I think has been a minor side benefit of Trump being in office is a lot of people, myself included, have gone back and looked at what our government was like before Trump. Still not great. Like all of the deportation stuff really yep. kicked up yeah. under Obama, Obama was no saint. Yeah. Obama was great at governing through executive order, which Trump is even greater at now that we set that precedent. So electing an establishment Democrat like Pete Buttigieg will take us back basically to that point, which means it will take us back to the point where the country is primed for someone like Trump to take over. So we need to make sure if an establishment Democrat wins, people on the left do not need to stop fighting. Mm-hmm. Like that, that would be the time to really start yeah, pushing fight harder. You someone you know, more progressive to take over. In yeah, the future. You're seeing gains. Yeah. Now you can push forward instead of settling in the middle. Right. And you can do stuff through the Senate and house and everything else. Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause uh, we, we forget cause Trump's Congress is just like uh, licking his boot all the time, but like Congress influences uh, what happens yeah. quite a bit. I'd even vote for Biden. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd vote for Biden. Sure. I actually really like that. He likes to challenge people to like, physical challenges <laughs> yeah i fucking love it when he's like i'll do a push-up contest <laughs> yeah the only good thing about biden being nominated is that i guarantee that one of the uh one of the debates would end in a fist fight <laughs> between him and trump yes <laughs> like that's a, a guarantee i i think trump has never punched anyone i don't think he has it in him. uh he Except punched maybe vince a... mcmahon oh okay yeah <laughs> Come on. He tackled him and punched him with several furious blows. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he also, did I forget? didn't Trump get a stone <laughs> cold fool. stunner? Yes. And he no-selled it. Yeah. <laughs> that's who we need to have run. Stone Cold stone Steve cold Austin. Steve Austin. <laughs> stone Cold Steve Austin is very progressive. He's super progressive. Yeah. Oh, good. If people, uh, you can probably still find it, but there's a clip from a podcast he was on in like 2014 where he's like, man, I don't care if gay people get married. Whose business is it? Who's Not business? our business. Whose business is it? It's really I'm great. Kick your ass. That's cool. It's really fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be down for a bunch of 316 signs in people's yards and yeah. up to the election. <laughs> they should change the election to March 16th. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing speeches in that leather vest and a tie. You know? That's the tie has a little skull, a little blue flaming skull. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, vote vote Democrat in 2020, yeah. please. I'm hoping it's yeah, don't Bernie. Be, don't be cute about it. I'm Just hoping it's it. Bernie or Warren, and then I'll settle for anybody else. Yeah, every election's a step, and that's the better step, whatever happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we need to hand the country back to the intelligence community for four years, so be it. Just having Biden tell Trump, watch your back, Jack. <laughs> like, God, that would feel good. <laughs> you know, that'd be fun. Yeah. What if it's Bloomberg? <sighs> it's not. Okay. Cool. What if it's Tulsi Gabbard? <laughs> yeah. I still well, I mean, talk about it still before. Yeah. I still see Tulsi Gabbard possibly as becoming a third party candidate who would be a lot of trouble. Because yeah. Tulsi Gabbard honestly wouldn't be much better than Trump. She seems like a sleeper agent for the right. Well, if you look and, in and for the Hindu nationalist party. Yeah, if you look <laughs> that's where she gets all her support from is that's weird. Narendra Modi's uh BJP party. Yeah. yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. Very interesting sort of situation that we have found ourselves in here. yeah yeah like she's running as a democrat but she also gets all her support from a party that vehemently hates muslims and like she's on their merch uh, that page. party's called america <laughs> that's the thing like tulsi gabbard would be 
she would be the one like if she she's not going to get the nomination but if she runs as a third party i'm not going to vote for her like if it came down it, yeah to the cia uh narendra modi's bjp party or trump i'm voting for the cia yeah me too yeah unforch because tulsi gabbard she's beautiful that fucking streak of gray hair oh, that's all. She like rogues it up real good yeah i just every time she's on a debate stage i imagine she's just gonna levitate and shoot lasers out of yeah. her eyes vote for me sugar <laughs> <laughs> i'm as nervous as a polecat in church sugar <laughs> oh man she's wearing a little that leather half jacket that rogue wore yeah, yeah. green headband now I just want to talk about Rogue. Yeah, we should do that for another hour. She shakes Trump's hand and his powers start coming out of him. Like. Why is she saying all this racist stuff? I'm oh, sorry, I just absorbed his energy, sugar. <laughs> yeah, if she took on that persona, it would be fine. Yeah. Then maybe I'd vote for her. Really get the Heartland to vote for her. You <laughs> if know? she just cosplayed and pretended That's to rogue. be Rogue from X-Men, <laughs> you would vote for her. Yes. I would 100 100- I will vote for the first cosplaying candidate. <laughs> vote for me, sugar. <laughs> I reckon I wear these gloves so I don't suck all your energy out. <laughs> now give us a kiss. Oh, no, don't do that. I'm going to kill you. I'd give her a kiss. I'd give smooch little, that sugar. Give her a little... Mm. Give her some sugar, sugar. Fucking nationalist piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking Tulsi Gabbard. Get your Adam in little gambit tights. <laughs> Trench coat. <laughs> give me a kiss, Mona me. <laughs> X-Men cosplay. (laughs) So that's our episode, I think. Yeah. We did it. That's a sewed, bro. We got through a whole sewed. We sewed, we sewed, Uh, bro. Of unpopular opinions. Hi, Unpops. Hello. Hi, Unpopular. Hi, I talked like this the whole time. You just didn't notice. (laughs) I do still love every time I open my email and it says, hi, Unpopular. Hi, Unpopular. (laughs) No. How'd you know? Yeah. Uh. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Alex? Yeah, I'm excited about uh, follow my Twitter for the uh, 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 Bison Emoji podcast that I mentioned at the beginning. Very excited about it. Very nice. Jeff? It's only the one thing, and I love it. It's so <laughs> succinct. <laughs> what do you have to plug? An emoji. And a, and a subsequent podcast about it. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sideshow Sideshow is every other Tuesday uh, with Sideshow Collectibles, where I get to bring really fun people on and talk to them. I had uh, Danny Jollis on. Was Very my nice. Guest. Super fun. Uh, it was really great. Uh, so you can check that out. I also do lots of um, live shows for them, so you can check that out. Uh, Tom and Jeff watch Batman through Gamefully Unemployed. What's that Soup? about? Uh, it's, it's like about Kafka. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. No, uh, me and Tom Ryman uh, watch Batman, and we uh, talk about it, and we did the killing joke, and it hurt my heart. No. It. it was very bad. Uh, so you get that, and then Mint on Card is the second Friday of every month at Blast from the Past in beautiful Magnolia and Burbank, uh, so you can check that out. Nice. Do it, brah. I don't have anything to plug because I have to piss really badly. Plug that Let's, dick up, bro. I'd like to. <laughs> we absorb that. Piss, sugar. Let's get out of here. Alex, say goodbye. Goodbye. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the rogue rookie card, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We love you.